when you first got to the WNBA, who was the first person to bust your ass? Oh, man, the first player to give it to me when I got to the league, oh, probably Cynthia Cooper. <laughs> you know, growing up, I was able to watch, like, uh, Show Swoops and Tina Thompson's, but Cynthia Cooper was overseas. She was, like, hidden. Not too many people knew about her. And, you know, when you play against those European players, you know, they got those different type of movements. They bought the Eurostep, you know? Yes, man, yeah. she was shaking and baking on me. I couldn't <laughs> keep up with her. I couldn't believe, like, they got her, all them, on the comments team. I was like, they cheat. Man. Right, yeah. They like, kicked yeah, it off. Yeah, yeah. squad. Really Tina Thompson, but when mm -hmm. I seen her play, I was like, she double double. Oh, you got Swoops and Cooper. Like, it wasn't fair. <laughs> Live on location, LA, California, we got one of the GOATs of the women's basketball, WNBA legend. We got Shamiqua Holesclaw in the building, Tennessee's own. It's your boys, Q Rich and D-Miles. Knuckleheads. Shout out to the podcast. Season 2. That ain't how we thinking. That ain't what we do. Like, it's just like... How did y'all come up with that? Yeah, yeah. Is this thing on? Well, well, scripted. We kind of just get into it. We come from an authentic OG standpoint. You want winning with just one star player. Or the league had changed. This is a story that people don't know. This dude had my shoes on, right? He just talking hot mess. You know, we were just young and wanted to prove ourselves. And you were in the way. <laughs> This is nice, man. Pour me some Henny. Yo, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great feel, 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 great feel. You went to Christ the King. When I came out, Christ the King best player was Omar Cook. And I know, like, we know Lamar went to Christ the King and all that stuff, but you was a big deal. Like, what made you choose Christ the King? out of all the schools that was basketball heavy mm -hmm. that was in the city? Because uh, it was like the culture, you know. You thought about all the male players that came through here. When you looked at the women, on the women's side, everybody was going D1. to top schools, winning a state championship like every year. So at first, my grandma was like, heck no. You ain't going there because I had to travel an hour on the bus to get to bus. to get the uh, school. school. Yeah, so she's like, "All right, you got a promise. You're going to get up on your own, you know, make sure you got your uniform cuz we had to wear the uniforms." Yeah. That's commitment. It's commitment. Man, I grew up in the inner city of story of projects. Uh -huh. Do you know how I got tees coming with that uniform? Got the uniform <laughs> take the bus or yeah. whatever on there. Yeah. yeah. I used to take off the shoes before I go. <laughs> But it was a good experience. I enjoyed it. I won four state championships, you know, yeah. made a little name for myself. And also got to see, like, Lamar come up, Eric Barkley, you know, EB. just the male culture. Play against those guys. You know, I got some stitches here yeah. from, from them roughing me up in practice. But funny story, I remember Lamar, right? Because we were the same height in high school when he first came. So we'd right. go play pickup and lefty. The next summer I saw him in DS Park. It was like a summer league. He couldn't play. He was like, oh, my knees are hurting. My knees are hurting. We come back to school. This dude, like, 6'8". The same thing Ron said. Like, oh, Ron definitely said I'm the like, same oh thing. Oh, my God. He's 6'8". Just grew on us. And he already was like a guard dribbling Man, and stuff, so it just made it just, just nice. And, um, you know, he, he those type of players, you see that, it made me want to work on my game. They inspired you. Yeah, man. definitely. I wanted to have the handle. I didn't want to go inside and play. You know, I, they always try to play me at the four. I was like, all right, nope. Get the rebound. I'm going to dribble the ball. <laughs> you know, I'm like going coast to coast out there on the court. That's how they try to do me in high school, make me like 
get under the gold all the time. Like, nah. no, I'm finna grab the ball. Right, and go. Yeah. yeah, I saw somebody. I remember seeing your high school highlights. Man, the gym, those people. Man, it's packed. packed. They was offended. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the rucker. It's crazy. And I used to watch them and one mixtapes and used to see the culture. Like how everybody used to be in the crowd and how everybody into the game. Mm-hmm. Like it was like that was inspiring to me to see New York culture through the like the N one tapes. How, how did it feel for you to come there? Like you said, you got LO, the history of the school. You sure you win four state championships. Your name is as big, if not as bigger, you know what I'm saying, than LO and the guys like Artest, some of the best players in New York. I'm in Chicago. I've been to, I'm knowing who Shamiko Hosklaw is, you know what I'm saying, on the female side. Then, and I know, I play in New York. I know how it is in New mm-hmm. York. So when you get halfway decent, it's right. over. Like you <laughs> yeah. was for real the GOAT. How was your games? How did that look when you walk into the gym? Man, it was packed everywhere <laughs> we went. It was just like so much love and support. And so imagine that on like, the, we're in the Catholic school league, you know, right. we're going around, we're traveling different states, we're on yeah. a plane. But coming back to, you know, where it all started, coming back to your hood, you know? Right. It was like, man, I had I had all the um, dope boys, everybody yeah, up in there. That's the what the they like, man, Meek, what do you need? You need some new shoes? <laughs> My grandma's like, you better not take anything from anybody. <laughs> but it was crazy, you know. Then you got... Coach Summit, Geno's and them coming to my yeah, house. You, you know? bringing them to the man. hood, But we had like I remember I saw Coach K there, Bobby Crimmins, yeah. like we had some good guys in the area. So we would get these coaches. But you know, when I was younger, I didn't know. I, I remember going up to Bobby Crimmins like, "Are you gonna recruit me?" Yeah. <laughs> he was there for um, Ed Elisma that yeah. played at Georgia Tech. I'm gonna recruit me. I didn't understand when I was younger because I played with the boys. Right. That oh, you can't go to ABCD camp. You, you know, I'm, I'm on Sunny. Sunny, I can come to camp. Can right. I come? And he's like, "Well, you can't. It's it's a boys' camp. We're gonna try to do something for the girls." And I'm yeah. like, "Well, I play with all the guys. I can play. I can right. play." Yeah. So you know, those type of things were in my head. You know, I was one of the guys out there playing, taking those hits. It was hard. And they got big quick. When Ron, I could play with Ron and them for the longest until he's about 15. Yeah. And gave me an elbow to the chest. <laughs> Yeah, we just talked. We talked about some of his injuries he put on people after Man. he played because he's a big boy. Man was taking vitamins and amino acids as a kid. That's just <laughs> not normal. Ron Ron's thing he did on Showtime, I loved it so much. I watched it like three, four right. times. Mm-hmm. Ron is your boy. You grew mm-hmm. up around Queens, yo. Yeah. Queens, son. From Queens, yo. So, uh, when you watched that documentary, the memories. Did you like it? And what did you oh, think about it? Man, first day when you started, Mob Deep was like everything for us. Right. <laughs> so when that song came on, and I was like, as soon as I saw him, I said, Ron, not the Mob Deep. <laughs> then I didn't know Capone was his cousin. You know, right. I used to see all these guys. I was like, is your cousin? Are you, are you serious? But it just took me back, man. It, it took me back to his dad. And, you know, his dad always texts me. Shout out to Mr. Artest. Great guy. Always yeah. would was with Ron. And I told Ron that day, I said, you know what, we go through challenges and things with our parents or whatever, grow up in tough situations. I said, man, you had a dad, a black dad, that rolled for you. Mr. Artest with that stringy backpack would be like everywhere in the hood. Hey, Meek, what's up? Support his sons, you know? Yeah, looking just like That (laughs) whole family, man. He he told us a story that he used to have to back you up and use the starting center for the team. Yeah, our boys and girls club team. (laughs) You like, Meek, she she was nice. I was three years. I'm three years older and I started playing with the guys and um, I just know they would start trying to like foul me because they 
they couldn't stop Should me. So Ron came up in there that day. He was like, anybody else try to hit him or beat him up? Man, ain't nobody touched me. Good after that day. Ain't nobody touched me. But yeah, I told him too. With that stuff happened in Detroit. All these, you know, being from New York, all the media is hitting me up. And a lot of people say a lot of different things about Ron. I'm always like, he's one of the most intelligent guys. That man's smart. Yeah. You know, he's, he has his like quirkiness or whatever, a little yeah. eccentric. But his family's intelligent. You know, his brother Daniel yeah. is super smart. His other brother uh, is a lawyer now. Yeah. It's, it's a good family. But, you know, we all have our little trials and, and yeah. tribulations. He loved hard. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, good, he, good he guy. He loved hard. He loved his friends. He loved them real hard. And mm-hmm. He's just like that. He always been yeah, like that. That's Coming right. out, like, he was the biggest thing. Like I say, we heard across the land, all the way to Illinois, to California, everybody knew who you mm-hmm. was on the female side. Mm-hmm. And you could choose any college mm-hmm. in America to go to. Mm-hmm. Like, what made Tennessee is the spot to go? Or was it almost somebody else? At, at first, uh, Tennessee's on my list because you think I want to play for the best. You know, in my eyes, Coach Pat Summit was the best. But, you know, my grandmother also wanted that structure and that discipline. Every coach that came to my house. Geno's, the Lynn Dunn's, all, all these coaches promised me things. They promised me that I would start, that I would be a star player. I looked at Coach Summit and I said, oh, how many minutes I'm going to play? She's like, well, you got to work. You got to go out there and get it. I, you know, mm-hmm. one thing I could promise you, if you come here, you're going to graduate from college, you know. I was like, come on now, like, serious? Like, I'm the number one player. You, you, you going right, right. to right. tell me this? Well, Geno said I could play immediately. <laughs> I saw something in her eyes. I saw the connection with her and my grandmother, and and I was sold. I was sold on Tennessee, but it was hard. You know, people look at the success. They don't understand going from New York City to going to Knoxville. Right. The cows. Ain't no subway. You you know, I didn't have a car. Culturally, you know, it just really took me back. It took me some time. I never played for a female coach, a woman coach. It was always a male's voice in my ear and that competitiveness. It was it was something different. Now here's a woman yelling at me, getting on my... I didn't know how to take that, you yeah. know? And, you know, ultimately I bought in because I knew she wanted the best for me, you know? Coach Pat Summit, she's historic. You can't even put in words to give her the, the props and the glory of what she deserves. Like, right. what do Coach Pat Summit mean to you? Man, she created... A culture for real. I mean, she from, you know, she used to sit down with me. She's like, I'm, I'm from the hood too. Okay, I grew up on t- tobacco farm, dirt poor. You know, I used to mm-hmm. drink Booms Farm. That's what. Yeah, she, that's how far farm. she took it back. And she's just a hard worker. You know, she built that program and she built it about respect for each other, you know, accountability and rolling up sleeves and getting it done. You know, she didn't really take a lot of excuses, you know, and and she's tough, but that was the way she was brought up. So I'm glad that my path crossed with hers. Every player that's played there, you know, I think about myself, the Candaces, some other top players all call, I'm a transfer. I hate her. I hate her. (laughs) You lead Tennessee. And it's like, oh my God, I miss her so much. Yeah, I want to be around. Yeah, I want to be around. Go and teach you life. And just kept it like so real. And never met a stranger. I was on a plane once. I uh, got off the plane. This lady waited. She is like, oh my God, let me tell you this Pat Summit story. One day she got on the plane and I think she had missed a flight or whatever. So she just sits back here with us regular people. And I'm looking at a lady like, you're not regular. And she goes, all of a sudden Pat just gets to say, hey, these three rows are in front of me. Uh, and behind me, three rows in front of me, get everybody drinks, <laughs> whatever they want, and pay for it. But that's who she was. You know, she taught us about looking people in the eye, giving good handshakes. Yeah. Um, she she was just amazing. That's dope. 
Because you never had a coach, like, get on you the way that, like, even if you did something right, it's like, I got to get on you, too. Man, all the time. You know that coach that, da, 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 yeah. and then she get pissed off. She respect her so much, and she's throw, fling the clipboard at me. I'm ducking. The New York in me want to jump up and go, <laughs> like, attack her. My teammates are, like, jumping on me. Nah, nah, nah. Then we hit the bus, and, you know, she calls you to come sit next to her, put that arm on you like, I love you, you know. I got to push you. I got to get the best out of you, not just as a, a basketball player. I got to help you with the game of life. Coach Summit just blessed me with so much knowledge, and It's stuff that I carry today um, with me. I, I was thinking about it the other day, you know, going through life. I'm like, man, you know, kind of in a funk. I remember, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do, right. just, you know, got to gotta push through, be resilient. And I got a lot of that from home with my grandmother. What age was that? Eight, 18 to 21. You know how you're growing. That's yeah. a, that's a, you away from home. And to have that type of leadership in, in my life was like real important. You know, so, not everybody gets to be in the NBA when they're right, 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 right. Straight <laughs> out, straight out. So, so talk about playing with the three Meeks. Uh, how was that? Like y'all was a, was a legendary trio. And uh, and everybody did their thing there. And I was like the first time I really think I got into women's college basketball because y'all was doing it so big and so crazy. Yeah. It was like every year they just running them off. It was like you gotta watch. Yeah, yeah. we had uh, with Tamika. You know, she she, she grew up in Link was in Lincoln Lincolnshire. Yeah, Steve, uh, Stevenson. Yeah, Stevenson, and then yeah. went to Texas. Then we had Tamika from Ohio. But that was like that real black girl magic. It was kind of dope if you think about it. And, and I probably was the one to say it to them. I'm like, yo, we got names like Shamiqua, right. Tamika, Samika right. up in Knoxville, Tennessee, right, right. doing this thing. You know Winning championship. We done created a moniker, the Three Meeks, right. like yeah. doing this. And it, it was something special. And we were in it, man. It was just an unselfishness. That's why I didn't really understand how like some teams and players can't get along. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the person. We knew our roles. We knew who needed the ball we knew who was our defensive stoppers we were a unit and it was like probably some of the most fun that I had playing basketball you know three three meeks man I remember one time you know Tamika just played hard 100 miles oh, yeah. per hour All the time. Coach Summit had to pull me to the side because we would just throw lobs we were just way more athletic and yeah. I threw a lob and she hit the you know the back of the basket boom and Coach Summit said, you know if you throw it, she's going to try to get it. She's like, you're going to kill her. Don't, don't, don't throw that ball to her anymore. But that's the way we just played, man. We just didn't care. We wanted to go out there and dominate and, and embarrass people, you know, yeah, that's yeah. just by competing. Hey, hold, hold up. I didn't know that you was that Spike Lee tried to cast you and he got game. What was that about? What was you going to do in that? Man, I didn't know. I was doing auditions for that, loving basketball, too. But they was, look, like, and, and so the NCAA <laughs> hated on you. Man, yeah. NCAA, then, boy, I tell you. Hey. My acting chops were not up to par. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'm <laughs> up in there like, uh, okay, walk down the street. <laughs> they threw me in the fire, so I definitely feel. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing y'all in college, you and Keisha Sales and Rebecca oh, Lobo yeah. and, you know, all them, it made me pay attention. Then it made me pay attention to the history of, like, mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's a Lisa Leslie out mm -hmm. there, Don Staley, it's a, right. all these players. Then they create the WNBA, mm -hmm. you know. They didn't have the WNBA, they just created it, and y'all coming out after winning all them championships. Right. What did you think about the WNBA? Did you think it was, like, the level? 
of all levels. It was like you playing with the legends that you always heard uh, about. Man, I'm in college, and you know, our team, we probably had the best players on the court every time, so we're playing against people. It's like, whatever. Um, we can go by her. I get to the league. You know, this is the best at their school. Everybody's good. Everybody right. belongs Everybody there. So, you know, I had to really, mentally had to really focus like a little bit more. But it was fun. It was just adjusting to being a pro. It was new, not just for me. It was new for the league as, you know, for on its own. You know, we were having three-hour practices twice a day. Mm. Twice a day. In the WNBA? Man, yes. That's what? Yes. I thought that was only overseas, nah, actually. No, nah, no, nah, Because a lot of the coaches came from college side, and that's how college was operating, oh, you know, right. three hours. And so here we are, bodies beat down, people were coming from overseas. I'm like, I'm tired. This is too much. And finally, I know so you know some people always talk about equality. They get a little bit mad because you know they're like, "Oh, the NBA guys are coming right. in, whatever, taking the jobs." But that's who really taught us how to be pros. I remember I was in DC. Coach Daryl Walker, that's my mm, boy. Yeah, <laughs> he took yeah. the job, so, well. and he was mad, right? He was like, "You know, oh man, Michael," because Michael Jordan was our president at the time. He was like, "Michael called, man, if I coach, I gotta come coach y'all, motherfuckers." <laughs> and, and he was like, "Listen, we ain't gonna do these goddamn three-hour practice." Hour, hour and a half, y'all focus, get this shit done, and so I can get to the motherfucking golf course. There you go, <laughs> and that's what it was. No, I was like, man, we have never been talked to that way. And yeah. I'm sitting there, but it really, he was right. You lock in, you focus, your legs are fresh, and you're yeah. ready to play, and then you start to see that was something that spread throughout the league. So it really like helped the players, and I guess gave us a little bit more power too. You know what I I'm call saying? Call that three hours fake hustle, man. man. After that, about two, about two hours, you tripping now. You ain't really doing nothing. You ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you know out there. <laughs> to get drafted, you know, when you get to college, you like it's not no WNBA, mm-hmm. and then they create one and. To get drafted, I know how it felt for us to get drafted. To get drafted as a female, like going through that whole process, mm-hmm. how did that feel for you? Man, it was like a dream come true. Growing up in New York, you know, I used to write letters as a kid. My grandmother had them. So on a, once I got drafted, they said, number one pick, Shamiqua Host Club. Yeah. I'm excited. It's in New York. My grandmother, when I walk from the podium, gives me a note. I wrote, I'm going to be the first woman to play in the NBA. Mm. <laughs> and this this was a letter I wrote to my younger self. And I sit there and I look and, you know, I was just like, wow, now we have a WNBA. I get to live my dream and inspire all these young ladies. Because for me coming up, yeah, you know, I used to hear about Cheryl Miller, you know, Reggie's sister. She, yeah. she was nice. Coach Summit had to go to the archives to show me the tape. Um, I had an opportunity to watch Dawn. You know, I was her USA teammate and, yeah. and learned to respect her. But I didn't. I couldn't cut on the TV and see all these players, you know. Now I'm like, man, they're going to put our games on ESPN. Like, all these little girls are going to look up to us, and you're going to be able to um, shift the culture. Yeah, shift the culture. Mm-hmm. That USA team you played for, mm-hmm. these is like – the greats of all greats. Yeah. Like a female y'all dream was loaded. team. Loaded. Like I was talking about, y'all went in by <laughs> 60s and 70s, but mm-hmm. y'all was loaded mm-hmm. though. Just to get the opportunity to just play with them, even though the competition y'all were playing against wasn't mm-hmm. up to par, mm-hmm. y'all was way ahead of them. But right. just to get the opportunity to play with people that you looked up to and you've mm-hmm. seen before, you admired their game. How was the USA experience? Man, I, I soaked it up. I, I think the person that's taught me the most was uh, Teresa Edwards. And if I'm not mistaken, I think she's maybe a five, a six-time Olympian, you yeah. know. She carried the torch when it was in Atlanta that year when they had the Olympics there. Um, just an amazing player, student at the game. She was tough on me. 
Cheryl Swoops, another one that was tough Cheryl on me. Swoops. She man, she made me like I was her coke runner. I had to bring a coke. You know, your youngest player on the team was almost like hazing me. Make sure before the game you have my coke. Coca-Cola. One game I didn't have the coke. She mad at me, <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to you know bitch with me and stuff. But I, I learned a lot. I learned what hard work was. I, I learned what sisterhood was. I learned trying to have your own identity also because watching these players everybody was kind of like different but when I was coming up you know we watched Michael Jordan we want to emulate him we watch all these greats yeah I watched the Lisa's and the Cheryl's but you try to come in I didn't know you you probably experienced that you come into the league you don't know what to do so you try to like follow with these mm-hmm. other players all yeah, right everybody's exactly. using this stylus right yeah. oh let me go with them too yeah change yeah jewelry the whole night right you're just that. following you know yeah. <laughs> and then it hits you one day and I think it was that USA trip when I was like man I gotta figure this out I gotta be my own person you know cause each one of them are different you can't be a follower anymore I was at that point trying to establish like who Shamiko was gonna be it's interesting listening to you say how swoop with your OG and she was having you get a Coca-Cola for every <laughs> game like but but that shows the you know the difference of times like when mm-hmm. we came in we had to do that stop at Burger King yeah. and bring Burger King sandwiches or whatever get a newspaper mm-hmm. for guys or whatever mm-hmm. I don't know as far as the women's the WNBA do you see that still in the game now and the humbleness for you you come in mm-hmm. you 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 yeah. you the goat at that point mm-hmm. you got everything you got going on but you still humble enough to go and get the Coca-Cola every game and when you don't Cheryl gonna bitch at you and you gonna right. still be cool mm-hmm. and it's, it's whatever but like I know I see it in the men in the, in the NBA it's, it's not the same yeah it's not the same yeah, like, it's these like, kids it's different like, like, bitch you what like who like come on man like nah, man. word <laughs> nah it's, it's a little ego it's just the kids are different you know I try not when I'm speaking to them like they're like coaches that hit me up talk to them I try not to give them now I'm giving that back when I played you know what I'm right saying? yeah I'm just, you know, it's just respect. You know, these kids don't know pioneers of the game. That's you what's know, crazy. We, I, we used to know. We like, always used to be historians. Like, oh, yeah. man, I know everything. Oh, you know, you, you got Jason Kidd with the crossover. Yeah. You got Kevin Jackson, UTEP, two-step Tim Hardaway. Yeah. I used to practice these moves, you know what I'm all saying? The time. And these kids don't even know that stuff. They playing Fortnite. They playing Fortnite. Hey, man, they playing Fortnite, bro. One kid told me, I was like, yeah, I play basketball. You, you practice, you know, by yourself a lot. And he was like, no, I'm with my team. I said, you know, you got practice by yourself. He said, oh, I, oh, I practice. I play 2K. Yeah. And he goes, that's how I work on my game. Yeah. <laughs> with no movement at all. Yeah. Was, I, 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 that's the crazy. visualization. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say, "Not the new thing for these young kids." Like, no, no, I, I got a trainer. Everybody got a trainer. Everybody got a trainer. These days, you gotta get your because they not outside and we and not I, outside how we used to be. That's the difference, though. Like, and I ain't hating on no trainers because I got a lot of homeboys that train and do their thing. And shout out to y'all, but it's just y'all know how we grew up, bro. We was on the playgrounds trying to copy what we saw. Playing all day, all night. Carrying your ball, you know what I'm saying. Going from hood to hood. Mom and them got to yell at you, stop hitting that ball off my wall in there. Like, I'm sitting up against the wall, just shoot. Man. We had in the hallway, me and my brother, we had like a little Nerf. Man, we flying through the air, dunking on each other. Jumping up in that narrow hallway. The sticking on the wall. Yeah, we used to have to nail the sticker because the sticker didn't even work. Oh, man. Yeah, that was fun. It was a good day. I got to ask you about Tamika Ketchens. She was this shy girl in Tennessee coming in mm-hmm. and 
seeing her playing with you in Tennessee and having the career that she had, mm-hmm. winning the championship, being an Olympic winner, being a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. all that success, mm-hmm. seeing how confident she is in herself oh, and everything, man. like awesome. like you you can see it on her because I I remember. <laughs> Tamika catching being the shy girl so that didn't really want to talk or yeah. do nothing. And mm-hmm. to see her all these years later and her how good her career went and to see how confident she's seeing herself mm-hmm. now, it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. Speak on how that is. It, it's been a sports, the power of being supported developing into who you are as a woman. Kind of what I talked about earlier, figuring out who you are. Tamika, when she first came in as choir, I would think I was a host in college, you know, sharing Mm. stories about her background and things like that. And from day one, she was this very organized person, you know, worked hard, was still figuring out the game. But just when you put in that type of effort, something positive is going to happen. And the nicest person, that's the thing. You know, when I look at her, I always hit her up, man, I'm so proud of you, you know, like, Man, the things that you've been able to accomplish, you know, and also the fact that, you know, having a disability. I know she spoke about being yeah. teased and things mm-hmm. like that yeah. when she was younger, but you you worked through that, you know, yes, and one did. of the kindest people that I know. I've learned a lot just from, like, even watching her to, yeah. you know, put certain things in my life in a way that I touch people. Her basketball game, like, missed triple-double. I know. Like, <laughs> how, how, like, she took the mm-hmm. fever and, and won the championship and led them to that being everywhere on the court. I'm talking about defense, Man. offense. When they need a three, she's not a three-point shooter, but you need a three, she's going to hit the three. Man, she would make it. It's like, like being like, there at the right time. She was everything. <laughs> yeah. And winning that championship and just seeing where she came from to now is just like, man, that's love because we grew up watching her. Watching right. her. No, she knows she's American Gladiator. I was right, right, right. <laughs> I seen it. I was seeing her right. going like, through the obstacles and stuff. Yeah, I was I like, catch. I had ran into her, I guess, like a day after I was in Indiana doing a, a program with the fever. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, dang, after I retired, my knees were swollen. Yeah. But she's still fit, still in shape yeah. out there. So, so I want to know, you was one of the first women to have your own signature shoe, the BB. For me, yeah, shock. Yeah, the BB <laughs> for me shock. Like how how was that? Was like that's that's legendary though. Man, with Nike and all, with the top, you know what I'm saying? The top the, dogs rocking yeah. with you. It was just unbelievable, man. You know, I look back because you know when you in it, and we we can all probably say you're in it. You just don't like realize sometimes impact. It's happening so you know, fast. It's hap- it happens so fast, and you get old, and you look back, and you're like, man, like I got my own shoe. That's that's a you know ball. What I'm saying like my name is on it. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, I, I never forget. We used to go hoop at the run and shoot in D.C. Right? Well, yeah. You know, you talk trash. I grew up playing with guys, so they talk, talk, talk. And this dude had my shoes on, right? He just talking hot mess. Hot, hot mess to me. And I was like, man, motherfucker, you wear my shoes. <laughs> and then another dude was like, yeah, and you know that girl size is too. So I never forget that. And I actually know who was in there. I think Joe Forte. Remember North Carolina? Right, I think uh-huh. he was in there that right, day. And right. everybody just started laughing, man. Because like, they were girl sizes, so he had to go. He had a girl you know, size. Nah, yeah, with a girl. But you know, I laughed about it, and I was like, "That's respect, though." You know, he he went to the ladies' wall to get that shit. That's <laughs> that crazy. Shoe. That's love, yeah. and that's respect, yeah, though. It is. Slam magazine. You are one of the reasons that I'm I'm so glad that I was part of a cover that was dope with mm-hmm. the Slam magazine. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. your Slam magazine cover is one of the dopest Slam magazine covers I ever seen oh, in man, Slam, Slam history. You. 
with the New York Nick jersey and the twenty three. Like you was like Wonder Woman with the micro minis, about oh, twenty five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was the dopest. And then you had the slam cover. It was yeah. like you had you was goat status with yeah. that. Like, what did it feel to? get that cover and I know the appreciation that everybody showed for that cover like take me back in that moment of how you felt man, about that man that was that was like really love you know I, when I was at Tennessee you know I didn't realize what it really meant that I won at that time three consecutive championships it was like the first and I guess the slam cover was just like appreciation you know how it is when we were young I used to go get every slam every time man, it like every one came out so when they said uh, I think Coach Summit might have came and said you know they want to put you in some magazine and they said it's pretty popular you're gonna be the first woman I said what I called my friends back and I was like man I'm doing Slam Magazine I'm coming to New York and I just will never forget you know going there being in the studio I think before the photographer I can't remember his name but he's really popular gentleman anyway shot like Lenny Kravitz the day before Mm. he was telling me how Lisa Bonet was there I was like wow this is like super dope you know? I was overseas for you. Oh, man. Uh, actually, you know, I loved playing abroad. I, I loved it. The first time I went, I think I went to go play in Korea. That was different. A lot of times, it's the first time people are seeing people of color. You know, they want to touch so, your hair. So did you feel kind of like, <laughs> was the depiction on Love and Basketball, Monica? Real. Was that, was that <laughs> like, you know, like the coaches talking to them? You sit there like what they said. They yeah. said, give you the ball. <laughs> like, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, that's, that's what it is. Uh. That's what it is. Um, after Korea, uh, Korea, I didn't know any Korean. You know, I, yeah. I learned how to count and uh, say bathroom and stuff like that, but I didn't know anything. He was saying all types of crazy stuff, and then the translator, <laughs> I knew when she was stressed when they told her not to tell me because I'm like, Simi Soon, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she was, she was stressed about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I went to Spain, though, that was like the best. I played yeah. three seasons for a team, Rose Casadas, and you know, I'm from New York, so Spanglish. Yeah. I can understand a little bit, but mm-hmm. they were like super competitive. The, the culture, I mean, the party scene yeah, and, and everything. It, it's lit. The Spaniards they eat like nine to twelve, right? Yeah. Go to the bar from twelve to two. Then the party is from two to like five in the morning. Mm. I said, man, I can't keep up with this. This is, <laughs> this is, this is, this is crazy. You seen the game evolve from mm-hmm. when you played when you was younger all the way to now watching the WNBA now. Mm-hmm. Girls is dunking. Girl, dunking. Girls yeah. And some of the shots that girls are taking from range mm-hmm. and it's evolving like the men's game is evolving. Like, right. what do you think about the women's game now? Uh, I think it's amazing. It's the athleticism. I just hope they really focus a little. The thing that made us special is always the skills, but the now skill. we're getting that the physicality. So, like, now we're just, you know, trying to do the dunks and yeah. doing the, the fancy showboating type stuff. But I knew the game changed. I always tell people this. It was 2011, my last season in the league, and I was having a good season. I was playing out in San Antonio with Becky Hammond, mm-hmm. and we played L.A. You know, me and Candace talking before the game. I'm like, all right, she's going to do her thing. I'm going to do mine. She caught the ball in the post. And I was guarding her. It was like a, a switch off, guarding her. She did something so quick, I didn't know where the hell I was. sight <laughs> of and, and that's when I was like, man, the athleticism is real. Like these yeah. players, she's playing the three. I'm, I'm a three. I'm six two. She's like six four. Yeah. Um, she's she's agile, putting the ball on the floor. And then I look at like Elena Deladon, you know. Deladon. Um, I know people get mad when I say this. And I, I told Elena's dad, I'm like, two best players in the league, in my opinion, is her and Candace Parker. 
you know. Yeah. But lately I've been mad because, you know, people try and hate on my girl a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Candace. But I, I think those two are the best best two in the league. I, mean. I want her to go to UConn so bad, but I understood her reason. Yeah. But I just wanted to see her at UConn so bad. You know it was her number one, right? I always I, I teased her when I saw this summer Tennessee. She was gonna come to Tennessee. Oh, she was gonna go to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I think that Ooh, was her number one. I remember. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. Man, that would have been special. She's something else. And it's quiet. And Candace she's, Parker. She's, Candace she's Parker quiet. is dope. Yeah, nah, yeah. Candace, you know, that's, you know, Chicago. You feel me? Oh, yeah. That's it. The shot. He's like, I'm going to take that one. You went to uh, Whitney Young, Dominique Canty. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tasha yeah. Pointer. Oh, yeah, Tasha. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. That's so right. that's how, like, when I first got into women's basketball, I'm telling you, you was doing your thing. And then mm-hmm. when I got to Whitney Young, my sophomore year, Dominique Canty had just left. Yeah. She was McDonald's and all of that. Mm-hmm. Then right after her, Tasha P. And it's like she was like you. She yeah. used to play with us, and that's who yeah. Cappy grew up watching her. Oh, oh that games are kind. Of, yeah, yeah, that's, what, that's <laughs> who Cappy. That's why she yeah, went to Rutgers and everything. Oh, like she grew up okay. under. They both from the West Side, and Tasha P. Was for real. The whole she had yeah. the whole city. They knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out Tasha P. Yeah, Shout that's out what's Tasha up. P. Kathy. She coaching now. She yeah. coaches at UIC in Chicago. Oh, that's dope. What do you think about women's sports? They're getting equal pay, not really equal pay, but more money. Like something to right. make sure they're they're really living a good life and they can really take care of the things that right. they need to take care of. Um, I think it's up to leagues to find out a way how to generate more revenue. You know, yeah. it's it's easy to say, oh, I think we should get paid more. But if I go to a game or an event, like, okay, how many people are in the stands? If um, How many people are buying merchandise and jerseys and things like that? So how can we sell it and make it more marketable? I think yeah. that's the key. I know people go out there and, you know, they work hard. Yeah. They, they, they work hard and give their all. Why should they? They always say, why do I have to go overseas? Yeah. Why I got to go across this exactly. border? You know what I'm saying? So hopefully now I know the league is trying to figure out more ways to generate generate revenue. I always felt like when I played in the NBA, uh, I used to go to the sports games. I used mm-hmm. to – I played in Cleveland. I used to practice with the team. And okay. I always go to their games. I feel like the NBA players need to support the mm-hmm. WNBA players. Not just – I know it was a lot at the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. But, like, in general over the summer, I mm-hmm. feel like we need yeah. to – support that game too because we playing the mm-hmm. same thing we fell in love right. with the same ball mm-hmm. and I feel like if NBA players supported a little bit more that definitely will give a little bit more help, help. into like definitely. oh I can see LeBron James mm-hmm. or this player or that player right. at a basketball game or at the WNBA games and all through the playoffs because the playoffs be lit. Yeah, I started to see more guys. And when I played, I would tell the guys to come out. Yeah. And you know what happens? They start having daughters and yeah. then they did the mm-hmm. campaign with the NBA guys. They're the ones they that gotta go. Yeah, they, they, they the like, ones, man, the, my little CJ, what's his name? CJ uh, Watson, Tennessee yeah, guy. Yeah. Man, he always at the Aces games yeah. with his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And CJ I'm like, cool. hey, I'm like, all right, I see you. I see you, CJ. Have you got a chance to mm-hmm. check out Kobe's daughter? Oh, no, I haven't. I hear she's nice, but, you know, I was like, man, she a UConn fan. Come on. Right, right, right. That's right. That's you right. She's she, she, she yeah. loving on the enemy. Yeah, I was like, come on, Candace. You know, gotta send her the other direction. It was pretty clean cut what was going on, right. Tennessee, UConn. It's, I like that. It's good to be back, though. Two uh, really great programs. You know, unfortunately, Coach Summit's not there, so it'll have a, a new face to it. But they need to play each other. They're two of the greats in women's basketball. So Giants. Giants. Nice. 
you better win now. Yeah. yeah. I started that history, so right. it's definitely. definitely. I mean, we had battles, but I won three out of four championships when I, I was in I, school. It really was not really that <laughs> big of a nah, deal. Like, when was, you doing your time, we ran that. Right, we could we talk did. about the overall right, statistics, right. but, like, during my era, it was, it was pretty clean cut what was going on. I got a fun question for you. Right. If you had to pick you mm-hmm. and four other girls from the Tennessee history of basketball history to play against Pat Summit and the rest of the girls, who would the other four girls be? Okay, um, I'm going against? with myself, Tamika, Samika, Candace Parker. I'm a rock. Oh, I need a guard. I got to think. Another guard. Um I'm a rock with my point guard. She's a new Tennessee head coach, Kelly Jolly. Straight <laughs> up, okay. straight I'm a rock up. That's with her. what's up. You know, when you need that general, you know, yeah. out there. But man, Dad, we got Candace and we got some players. Yeah, y'all do. We like, it's some players. players. Y'all created a monster over there coming behind y'all. That's dope. Start, cut, or bench. Mm. Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia Cooper, Diana Taurasi. Who do you start? Who do you cut? Who do you bench? So we got uh, Tarasi, Cheryl Swoops, and who's the other one? Cynthia Cooper. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm starting Tarasi. <laughs> um, I'm a bench Swoops. And uh, You don't cut Cynthia Cooper? No, no, no. I'm a bench Cynthia, and I'm a cut Swoops. <laughs> right. Look, <laughs> right. oh, man, they might come after That's me after all, that man. one. But <laughs> I've never seen a player, honestly, like, Diana got ice in her veins, man. man. That Italian, I went, I played for an Italian coach in New York, and you know, a lot of Italian friends, hot blooded. You know what I'm saying? Those they 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 like us. They want to they come with it. Right. (laughs) She don't back down, and she speaks her mind, and I and I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a rock with her. So so I'm interested in this since you was and are considered one of the goats in the WM females basketball, Mm -hmm. you know. Period. Who is your goat? In the NBA, who is your goat? My goat, damn! If you could only choose one, Kareem, Mike, Magic, Kobe, LeBron. Oh man, uh, everybody knows this. This is no surprise. Kobe Bryant. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, I love I love Kobe Bryant. The and, um, when I played here in LA, just getting to see his work ethic. You know, the season's over. We're we're started, so we practice at ten. Kobe will take like maybe like a week or two off back in the gym and he will work out from eight to ten. So I'm like sitting there if I got there early for treatment or whatever, go in the gym, watch Kobe work out, you know, real slow, methodic, working on his post up moves. You see him doing sprints and stuff with his trainer, but no other guys were there. It was the same thing when I was in DC. I couldn't believe like when Gilbert Arenas came that he worked so hard. I'd never seen any other guy shoot, there. Shooting, shooting, shooting. Shooting, shooting. We had a little fobs, and I would go take my friends, because they knew the, uh, the, you know, you know the security right. would come in. So they would let my guy friends in there. And I'm like, man, now I'm in the gym with Gilbert a lot, you know, because yeah. he really is here working. So, yeah. you know, it was cool. And then to see Kobe, you know, you look at him, I'm the greatest, but not always the greatest work so hard. You know? Right. He was he was getting it in. And then his dad was cool, too. He was my coach, Jelly Bean. Yeah, right, <laughs> man. So, you know, just to um, 
one day he was like, you know, Kobe lives here in Newport Beach, whatever. He got a helicopter and stuff. And he was just like, you know, this man, he's like, he could be on any beach right now. He could be anywhere in the world, but he's in the That's gym. Real. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? He's, yeah. he's in there. You know, come on. That's After the season, where were you guys? <laughs> gone, I would have been gone. Like, bye. <laughs> and he's yes. working. So I just really was a big fan. But before him, it was it was Mike, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's Mike. When you came up, like, what female did you see that he was like, I'm patting my game out to her? Female. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to say uh, the Cheryl Miller. I used to watch her a lot, especially when Coach Summit gave me the tapes. After that, it was Teresa Edwards. Teresa. I liked her, her ball handling. She had some nice moves. And then leadership-wise, I took a little bit of everything from everybody. Dawn Staley. Dawn mm-hmm. Staley. I mean, she just knew the game, you know. Yeah, and I, I never forget, like, one day she just grabbed me on my shirt. She's like, just follow me. Like, follow me. You're in good shape. I'm going to get you to where you got to be. And I respected that because me coming in, man, a lot of people hated me. (laughs) You know, I I wanted that support, you know, like help me, show me the way. But it was like, Uh, you know. It's pressure on you because you're the best and everybody's saying you're the best. So I know they... They got they they, they ready for you. I ain't they trying to help. Her. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to go they ain't at her. To help yeah. or anything. So yeah. I was just kind of like out there by myself. But when she said that, I was like, all right, cool, because it is great. I was used to that coming from that type of environment in, in college. Pros, it was kind of like tough, and I had to like figure out a lot of things on my own, make some yeah. mistakes, learn. The first time you met Michael Jordan, how did that make you feel? Oh, like when you first met the girl, you stuck. Was you? Well, I was stuck. I was I was uh, shook. So we were playing. I want to say we were playing DePaul in Chicago. So it's a whole Tennessee team. And I noticed the Nike Nike lady um, on the bus, Ray Pond. And she's like, all right, we're going to make a stop. Coach Summers, we're going to make a stop somewhere. We're going to visit some offices. And so I, I swore I saw a Harpo. So I'm like, we're going to go meet Oprah, right? Then all of a sudden we get to this uh, floor and they're like, Shamiqua, come to the front. Come to the, come here, come up here. And we open it. Someone opens the door. It's Michael Jordan and sitting at his desk. Mm-hmm. And we go in. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I got all the posters as a kid. And, you know. and he looks at me. He's like, come here, come on. He looks at me and says, Damn, what size shoe you <laughs> And I said, uh, uh, thir- 13. And he said, we wear the same size? That's right. a big figure. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was cool. Um, definitely someone I have a lot of respect for, whatever, until he became the president of my team and wanted to yell at me all the time. <laughs> but he taught me a valuable lesson. One time I was having some difficulties with my coach, and he called me, it's like, 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, Michael wants you to come to his office. I'm like, all right, let me go. You know, he's puffing on a cigar. And I'm like, put that out, man. It's early in the morning. He's like, shut up and sit down. He's like, let me tell you something. When I first came into the league, well, first he said, you know, I support you. You know what I'm saying? As a Nike athlete, whatever, you know, I've been a supporter of yours. He goes, don't you ever, ever, ever have a, a public battle with your coach. You know, you shut up. And you just play your game. The fans are going to get rid of the coach. And he started to tell me about his experience when he was younger uh, with Coach Collins. I think it was Doug Collins. And, mm-hmm. and he was like how he had some adjustments. They didn't really get along and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I took that, you know, humble pie. Michael Jordan's talking to you. And ever since then, I never said anything uh, so about like another coaching. coach. You yeah. know, just let them do. Only thing you can do is be responsible for your play. For yeah. your play. And, and your effort. Yeah. yeah. Top five. Mm-hmm. Women's basketball player ever. If you had to pick five, excluding five. you. All right, five. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. We in L. A. So I gotta go. With, uh, Lisa Leslie. 
I gotta go with Cheryl Swoops. Uh, you know, this is the culture. <sighs> I'm gonna add Cheryl Miller, Tarasi, and I'm gonna go with Don Staley. You need a good point guard. You need a general. So yeah, that's my that's, that's my five. That's you know, five. I like that. Five. Candace still playing. I think you know at the end she of it all, she'll she'll she'll, 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 she'll step in there. She'll replace somebody. But yeah, that's my five. <laughs> I respect that. Coming from New York. Everybody got a nickname. Mm-hmm. When you was younger, did they used to call you like flat out? Oh man, I, don't, I had a bunch of. Well, everybody, you know, well, what's a couple changing. of them? That they, um, what's your Meek, favorite? Chef, and uh, what's it? First pick. First <laughs> pick. First pick because that's, every that's time hard. I hit the hit the court, you know, when I first started playing, none of the guys wanted to pick me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then it was like, oh, everybody's eyes is open. Be like, who got the fir- first pick? pick her and so this dude is in the party he's like ah shit that's right you first pick now (laughs) (laughs) that's hard that's hard right there you speak on mental health thinking back in the day and me being an adult now and Mm -hmm. looking back on it Mm -hmm. i see mental health issues and like not only like myself but i feel like everybody can Mm -hmm. talk to somebody right you know what i'm saying i feel like it's a Definitely a thing that we need to talk about. I see the NBA has got them on every team now, which is a blessing right, a because blessing. yeah, mm-hmm. you just need somebody to talk to, never knowing what anybody going through. Right? Can you speak up on the mental health that mm-hmm. you talk about and the speaking that you do and so forth? Um, it's about wellness, you know, being in a good place, you know, mind, body, and spirit. Us as athletes, if we look at athletes, we are put in a grinder, you know, we're, we want to jump higher, you could probably say, all right, I got to work on this, you know, <laughs> right. I got to work on my boy, and you in the gym working on everything, physically, you know, yeah. but you're dealing with so much pressure and stress, you know, newfound success, dealing, you know, with family and friends, everybody yeah. needing something, everybody wanting something, relationships, it's, it's a lot to bear, you know, yeah. you have children, so why not decompress, why not want to be the best you, and, yeah. and open up, and really take care of the mental, it's a part of your body, but yeah. for some reason, you know, it's a detach yeah. and I remember when I first started talking about the challenges that I had everybody thought I was like crazy you yeah. know? I, and it was like, oh my gosh she's crazy she's a, it's a problem man it, I was really really in a, in a bad place you yeah. know and you know having like suicidal ideations and it really to an extent impacted my career yeah. you know and the person I was becoming somebody I didn't know, didn't know. felt like I couldn't talk to nobody. I talked yeah, to my right. cousin. Girl, how you sad? You made it. Right. You know, yeah. da, da, da. You know, and you try to put on that coat to be brave, you know. Yeah. And y'all y'all black men, so I can only imagine yeah. the, you know, how y'all carry that extra weight right. also. Yeah. I, I had to realize that, you know, looking at my brother and, and, and close friends. So I'm like, yo, we gotta get to a place where we just take care of ourselves. We talk mm. about the issues and things that we're dealing with. You may not can talk to your best friend, but you know what? You can sit there and talk to somebody, a therapist somebody's not going to judge you yeah. you know so I'm just glad now in, in sports leagues that they have these things I think football because of the concussions the pressure that was on them yeah. were like the first league to talk about these things but for me it was changing the narrative I got tired of successful athletes you know we have great careers we've had some problems while we've been on teams but no one has ever pushed us to get the help because yeah. they needed us as the product you know yeah, we right. need to get that talent but then you retire, you got issues off the court, and you, you know. Left with that. You, all that, you, you stuck, but yeah. you had the resources, they, they had you, you could have been helped, you yeah. know. So I just really, just really try to get out there and just really help these young kids, you know. I feel like with athletes, like, mm-hmm. you know, we got a lot of pressure and so forth mm-hmm. on, but like, 
people just living regular life. Mm-hmm. The smallest thing can mm-hmm. a person can get traumatized from that. It mm-hmm. can depress them or it can stress them out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It can be from a bill that you need to pay that you right. don't got the money. Mm-hmm. It, it can be stressing you out. It can be from the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. And it can traumatize a person. It can go on for years and years and mm-hmm. years. And that person can hold it in. Right. But when they can talk to somebody and kind of like release it and move on from it, right. everybody don't get that. People quick to say like, oh, man, you go and talk to somebody like a, a doctor or something like mm-hmm. that. And they be like, oh, I'm not crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't got to be crazy, but you just want to talk to somebody to kind of get some understanding, whether it's in a relationship or, or anything. I mean, that's you might how be, was. might be yeah. fighting mm-hmm. in, in a relationship and... Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I need to understand where she's coming from. And I can't, right. if she said it, it's like, I got to take, take it another way. But mm-hmm. if you said it, it's like, I believe it. Yeah. That's how I was. Yeah. Like, I was a stubborn one, like, talking about go get uh, anger management or whatever. Because, you know, a brother, I lost my brother when I was the Knicks. And I was wild. Mm-hmm. And I was wild and hourly, like, raging out with mm-hmm. everybody, teammates and everybody. I'm cool with everybody. So, right. like, man. I remember getting into it one time with Mo Taylor. We hooping. He scored. He said something. Just hooping. Mm-hmm. And I went crazy trying to throw the ball. He was like, you, what the fuck? Like, and like, Mo Taylor 6'9", could yeah. like <laughs> mash me up. And he was really Big like, boy. when he was looking at me yeah, like, yo. Because that's not you. Like, you tripping. Like- <laughs> and I was like, wasn't trying to hear it. So they were trying to make me go. I remember them trying to make me go to the thing. And I was like, no, I'm not allowed to talk to this lady. Like, yeah. I want to talk to somebody. I talk to my sister. I talk to my pa. I talk yeah. to one of my. Yeah. But it's like that whole. Us as you know, coming from the hood, we come from. We come up like mm, crazy. That's for TV. You talk to right. mental people yeah. on TV, and so mm-hmm. I ain't crazy. Man, I just holler my pops with my sister. If I'm feeling, you know, what I'm right. saying? <laughs> that's how I was. No, but then but... it was like, it's like you say, when you get older, it's kind of like the same thing. You sprain your ankle, you go get treatment. You mm-hmm. ice your ankle. You, you know, right. what I'm saying you mm-hmm. you get treatment for that. Like why, if your heart is hurting or your brain is hurting, why you don't go seek that treatment for right. that? So, you know what I'm saying, I began to understand that when I got old. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm glad with, you know, with them having former players like you mm-hmm. and Keon and different people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Kevin Loves, the DeMar DeRozan, yeah. stepping forward. Like, mm-hmm. it's making it a lot more comfortable and acceptable for these kids that's coming up mm-hmm. as opposed to how we were. We were all, like you said, we were bearing it like, man, I'm too tough to do that. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. now it's no like that kind of veil has been pulled down and mm-hmm. it's like, it's okay to do this. That's mm-hmm. even more courageous to do this almost. So yeah. I'm glad to see that. And y'all have children, right? Yeah. Because so, you know, when working with these kids in the school, I remember the first time I got a call come to a school, I get kind of choked up. Nine-year-old commit suicide in the yeah. school. Ooh. You know, you you get there and you know you're asking, you know, like what happened is things like bullying, you know, and then it, you see it happen again in the news and again and again, yeah. and it's like, man, we we gotta talk about these things. Yeah. You know, you, I run into ignorant parents, man. Like my kid has everything. Yeah. Like what? This kid is, you know, in high school and has a Mercedes. And, da, da. Like, and the mother, it's a dad, right? One situation, dad's is going off and he walks away, and the mother's like starts crying. I gotta get my kid some help. You know, yeah. it's just like, come on. Like you have the resources, there's a lot of programs now. There's no reason to suffer in silence, you know. I feel my case for my family, I, I bear the burden. You know, I went through a lot, and it's in my family, you damage relationships. People don't understand. They don't think it's real. Right. And you know, I got to the point where I'm like, I'm gonna do this work. It, it hurt because <laughs> I had to really like follow my protocol and say, you know, that what the doctors were saying, work through a lot of stuff, but to help my family, you know, so my little cousins, you know, if I decide to have kids, they don't have to deal with that. I'm going to be yeah. better prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Mm-hmm. 
you in the podcast game in the space and talk about what you're doing and what you're bringing to us. Right. So um, I signed on with American Public Media to do a podcast. And so I'll be interviewing and chatting it up with other athletes who have, um, you know, experienced some mental health concerns, all different sports. So the first one we recorded a couple of weeks ago, my childhood friend, Meta. I hate saying Meta. I don't Ron call Artes. him that. I never call him that. Ron Artes. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, they reached out to different athletes and got a lot of great feedback or whatever. So I'm just looking forward to who's going to be sitting in the chair next. That's awesome. awesome. You're the fifth woman to score 3,000 points in NCAA history. Wow. Like, like when you – to achieve that, what's that? It's only five of y'all. It's only five of y'all. Man, like, that's, that's, that's pretty ill. <laughs> right. Like, that's, that's pretty ill. I just remember, I think I scored like 3,025 or something like that, right? Buckets. And then I just remember me being a big Allen Houston fan, right? And they are like, oh, you know, you're Tennessee's all-time leading scorer. That's oh. the only thing I remember. But I, I was a Shout Knicks fan. H2O. You know, that's, man, man, Allen, I was like, dang, I wish I had that jumper like hey, that. Hey, when, we, when we got to the league, we seeing all these players, and you know we watched the game. So when we seen Allen Houston, he was down there. And he was you know going through a shooting regiment before the game. Not missing. I'm talking about everything. He wasn't even hitting the rim. <laughs> so then he came. You know we spoke to him and stuff, and we looked at his shoes. He just had H2O on his shoes, like water. I was like, <laughs> I said, oh, this boy got the hardest nickname on there. And his shoes. Stanford Houston with his number twenty. I was like, oh. oh man. It's, so it's, it's nice, man. He's really good. I saw him a, a couple months ago in Tennessee, so that was dope. Stephon Marbury, I know you got the chance to see. We the same Mar- same same year. Marbury and mm-hmm. Marbury is considered the the best New York player ever to play. Marbury, I mean, yeah. I consider New Marbury. She, 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 I, I think she you has a different you? opinion. I, I love Steph. I think Steph is a great player. I mean, the same year, like he's a legend. But come on, you Kenny Anderson. Kenny A. Come I love on, Kenny a. I, I man, that's before Kenny your a. time a little I bit. Do know, but I love man, he, he, you got man, he's the culture. I mean, Stephon might say that Kenny Anderson is. I understand that, but you know, me being from the outside looking in. Uh-huh. The best New York player I ever seen come out of New York mm-hmm. to me right. is Stephon Marbury. Okay, all right, yeah. I mean, Steph is nice, man. We had so many though. Like yeah. Steph is the, at the point guard. Okay, I'll give him that. But at that time, high school, we had Felipe, Felipe Lopez. Lopez. Shout out to Felipe. He's a, boy, he's a, you seen um, that thirty for thirty? <laughs> just did on him, Dominican boy. sensation, <laughs> boy. Yeah, he rang. His name rang across the lands too. Like Felipe definitely rang across the lands. Like Kenny definitely rang across the lands. Look at a lot, bro. Especially yeah, they point guard player. Yeah, Kareem, Reed. Reed. yeah Kareem Reed, uh, Arkansas. Reed. Yeah. Sham God. Uh, Y'all man, had. Sham one is the M M one mixtape. Feel me? Before it was M one mixtape. Then y'all had Skip Rafe. I thought I thought Rafe's real name was Skip Tamalu. Everybody called him Skip Tamalu. He was nice, man. We had a lot of players, but y'all Chicago too. I always say New isn't about New York and Chicago. And street street basketball. I, I try to players. tell people it all is. the time it, it that really like is. it just is what it is. Yeah. I, I, I respect yeah. that. Like I'm from Illinois, so yeah. I, I, hopefully I'm part of that list you like, of you like players. one of them distant cousins and everything. Nah. <laughs> you might let you come to the barbecue. But I want Mr. Basketball for Illinois. And you one did. real. Ooh. 
Ooh, shots oh, fired. Oh, basketball for Illinois, and you didn't. That's all Man, we But what, you know, it's changing. It's just like... You know how for, it's political. Yeah. And for both of us, being from Chicago and New York, basketball is kind of taking a, a dip because all these Atlanta, Georgia, the suburbs, they stealing our guys. Yeah. Man, New York's basketball is like, damn. Yeah, really? still, we still, we still uh, right here. You know who... who really? Been, Chicago still, we pumping them. Yeah, you still... Pumping them out. You know who been pumping them out a lot, lot, though, lately? Mm-hmm. And most of the players, that's the superstars in the league, mm-hmm. or... California, like the LA mm-hmm. area and so forth. On you got all mm-hmm. these guys from LA that's really in the league, like a bunch yeah. of them, yeah. like from the Trevors, from the Westbrooks, the James Harden, the Paul George. Oh yeah, you're right. The Kawhi's. It's yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah, they yeah. they pushing out these days. Shout out to California. We got to get back. Come on, New York. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know how much of a big yak drinker you are, but we got gracious sponsors, Hennessy, and we got the VSOP, and, you know, we got the special edition Knuckleheads bottle. We oh, want to show our appreciation for you coming out. Right. The queen oh, coming thank out. You. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know thank you, guys. Saying? I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Add it to my bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a wrap, man. Out here in L.A., California, we had one of the GOATs. Shamik Holesquad came through, held it down with the, Queen, with the blackest one and myself. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Thank this you, was, this was, hey, for real, this was special. You don't understand. Like, we really, really respect and we historians, so we watched you. We was close in years, not the same year, but I was definitely and still am a big-time, lifelong fan of all that you did. That, we brother. definitely watched you do your thank thing you, and put you. it down. Yeah, Thanks. thank you. Thank you for coming. We definitely love to have you. Thank you. Y'all check it out. Y'all young girls, tune in. This, this, is, this is what it's about. Tune <laughs> in. Check yeah. it out. To all the Knucklehead fans, much love, much love. We appreciate the support. And all the all the love we've been getting. Don't forget to check us out and subscribe and download on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, wherever you check out podcasts, wherever they're available. We out here. Get at us, download, continue to support. We got some real heat coming. Yak. theplayerstribute.com